hit the studio Cause I'm paid in full You're now tuned in to the Young, Black, and I Invest podcast show With your host, Monique Malavent And three dynamic women with a whole lot of attitude Around the growing racial wealth divide Economic equality And their interviews with influencers That are proactive about making a change Start my mission, leave my residence Thinking how I could I get some dead presidents I need money On this episode, I'm going to take some time to highlight and introduce our changemaker, Crispus Gordon III. Crispus Gordon is a native of New Orleans, Louisiana. Crispus received his undergraduate education from Dillard University and is currently the manager of industry and government relations at Destination DC. Prior to arriving at Destination in 2014, Crispus served as a legislative assistant to the chairman of the Council of the District of Columbia. In that capacity, he handled a portfolio that included street and alley closures, street renaming, public space designations, and oversight over the Metropolitan Washington Airport's Authority and Washington Council of Government. Further, he has led the staffer on the D.C. Council's resolution calling on Congress to reauthorize the DREAM Act in 2012, making D.C. the first legislator to call on Congress to do so. In 2011, he received his master's in public administration and is currently in his last year at American University's Washington College of Law. Christmas is a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity and Incorporated. He serves on the board of the National Black Law Student Association as well as the Global Scholars Foundation. He currently lives in North Michigan Park, neighborhood of Washington, D.C., Thank you, Christmas, for being here with us today. We are excited for you to be here on our podcast. Welcome, Christmas. Welcome. Well, I'm, glad, well, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for extending the invitation to me. Thank you. <laughs> are you sure about that, Mr. Christmas? <laughs> Why would there be any lack of surety? <laughs> that expectation to have some excitement in my voice. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm just ready to get to it. All right, go ahead. We're going to dive right in. Okay, Christmas, you know, your background is extremely extensive. Tell us a little bit more um, about, I guess, you know, your upbringing and how you also got into government relations. Um, Got into government. uh, Basically, um, government was always, in civic engagement, government was always a part of uh, my family's background. Mm. Mother being a union leader with the school system, American Federation of Teachers. Uh, My father being a uh, Baptist pastor, politically active. Mother would always take me to vote. Mm -hmm. We would talk about things such as uh, serving on a jury, um, going to PTA meetings, forcing me to watch the news as opposed to cartoons. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was always Mm -hmm. into that type of stuff. So coming to D.C. uh, as a graduate student, I wanted to get involved as much as possible. Like everybody else who comes to D.C. wanted to get involved in something. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of friends who wanted to work on Capitol Hill. I, too, desired to work on Capitol Hill, but I had some very, very bad luck. Um, our family friend, who was our congressman, decided he wanted to stuff money in a freezer. He was subsequently indicted and convicted oh. and sentenced to jail for 10 years. So oh, we lost wow. that connect. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> <laughs> we about some bad timing. Uh, so all these my friends, they're like working for the members of Congress, and I can't even get a foot in the door, right? Uh, so I decided to do some local uh, engagement. Okay. And this probably was the best thing that ever ever really happened because what I learned from that is that all politics is local. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have this um, 
this belief in particularly people our age since we saw President Obama get elected in 08 mm-hmm. um, that everything starts at the top with the President of the United States and you should have that engagement um, but sometimes we neglect actually what happens at the local level mm-hmm. people can tell you who the President is maybe tell you who their member of Congress maybe maybe not but they don't know who their school board member is they don't know mm-hmm. who their district attorney they don't know who the judges are they don't mm-hmm. know who the, the coroner I mean that sounds really crazy but mm-hmm. um, it's a very very important position uh, so getting involved at a local level really opened my eyes you know to a lot these are the people that have the largest effect on your life. These are people mm-hmm. that have an effect on like your property values. These are people that have an effect mm-hmm. on your schools. These are okay. people that have an effect on local law enforcement, uh, public safety, and criminal justice. Uh, so I did that for a couple of years, learned a lot, was exposed to a lot, saw a lot mm-hmm. of deals getting uh, made, was able to successfully transition out mm-hmm. of that particular position uh, into the nonprofit slash private sector mm-hmm. um, using the context and network that I built over the course of the years about being here in D.C. and merge business and the public sector together because I'm firm believer that people in government sometimes mm-hmm. don't know how the private sector operates right, and people in the true. private sector also don't know how people in the government <laughs> operates uh, so it's important uh, to have someone who understands both worlds and can marry the two okay well that's it right all right drops so where do we start, Just a little bit, but no, actually, uh, uh, so I guess some of my questions is, you know, I I like what you talked about in, in terms of like the local level, mm-hmm. and also, you know, it, it's very diff. I don't know. I feel like for me, it is a little bit difficult to kind of figure out, like, you know, who's nominated where and who mm-hmm. represents what. Mm-hmm. What do you tell like a you know a beginner, you know, exactly. someone that's trying to like trying to get into involved and trying to just get an understanding. Um, and especially young professionals in right. general. I ask them, um, what's important to you? Okay. Uh, and that, that really draws the answer out of that person. I don't want to impose mm-hmm. what I think is important. You tell me what's important. And I'll, I'll get responses mm-hmm. like this. Um, I don't like the police. Something like that. I'm being I'm being frank with that. Or right. I think the police are are, are mm-hmm. too uh, are too aggressive. Okay. Okay. People. Somebody should do something about it. Okay. Who's the police chief? I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. Who's the district attorney? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know who's the judge? I don't know. Uh, so I tell mm-hmm. them, well, if you really care about this particular issue, you need to research actually. You know who's responsible for local law enforcement okay. in your city. Okay. Do you know the difference between like a sheriff and a mm-hmm. police department? It really tells you the difference in the police powers that they have, arrest mm-hmm. powers, and where they drive those powers from. Who's your state legislature? Every right. city derives their power from a home rule charter mm-hmm. uh, from a state, or, it's a, if, or if it's a Dillon rule state like the Commonwealth of Virginia is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tell people. Start looking those things up. We spend a lot of time, you know, on social media. Right. Um, Google is the best and worst thing that ever, <laughs> yeah, ever been created. I say the same thing about WebMD as well. My sister, she gets on WebMD. I'm something's wrong. I'm like, get off WebMD. Uh, but Google uh, will expose you, you know, to a lot. Do you really care about law enforcement mm-hmm. officials? Find out. Um, who the police chief is, who's responsible for mm-hmm. prosecuting rogue police officers, mm-hmm. and hold those individuals accountable. You go out to suburban jurisdictions, right. if parents are not getting what they want mm-hmm. from that particular school system, you better right. believe at 6 p.m. those yeah. parents are going to be there demanding right. somebody boy do something. <laughs> right. Now, I'm not saying that you know parents in urban areas don't do that because there's some economic things mm-hmm. with that. Um, those people usually have professional jobs in the suburbs. Right. They're off at 4.30. They can be to school at 6 o'clock. If you're working an hourly job, you're forced to choose between going to a PTA meeting and putting food on the table. That's really a false choice. I'm not summarizing, not summarizing mm-hmm. that that's the case. Right. However, when we look at our priorities, we can pick and choose 
where we want to, you know, put our energy, put our energy in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it just requires us to do just a little, a modicum of research to find mm-hmm. out exactly, you know, who's involved, who's doing what, mm-hmm. who's responsible for what. And mm-hmm. I think elected officials have done well, sort of a terrible job uh, as really engaging people because sometimes it's not really in their best interest to engage people right, all right. the time. Um, <laughs> if I'm okay with low voter turnout, my base comes to support me mm-hmm. and I don't really want anybody else you know, challenging me because they may ask right. me a question that I don't have the answer to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm supposed to always have the answer. Right, uh, right. So and I always remember a politician's uh, primary job, unfortunately, is to always get reelected. Um, right. So you got to do the research. Research is research. important. You have to read. Right. You have to, you know, look, read a newspaper. And I say newspaper, I don't necessarily mean print paper. I read print paper when I'm old school. But, you know, look online, mm-hmm. right. look at the various news sources mm-hmm. and compare and contrast. Um, right. It's okay if you're a, to look at Fox News. I don't avoid Fox News. Okay. I look at Fox News because <laughs> right. I want to see a different perspective yep. and compare it to what I'm getting on MSNBC or, right. or um, CNN. CNN. It's okay to look at BBC then look mm-hmm. at Al Jazeera because right. Right? you're able to do a comparison and contrast and then formulate your own thoughts. Right. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good point. Now, Absolutely. individuals that you've seen that have had issues, that, that seems to bring out the, I guess, what do you call it? The criticism of different things, of different politicians. For mm-hmm. example, um, back in April, we learned about the go-go issue that happened in Shaw with the oh, right. um, mm-hmm. you know, Metro PCS. Mm-hmm. What, would, what advice would you give people who have that energy, that keep that same energy mm-hmm. to do something about right. that issue? That was a uh, similar issue. Absolutely. Right. That, was, that definitely was a good movement and people congregated um, on uh, this Florida in 7th and then they started really to mm-hmm. embrace the D.C. culture mm-hmm. um, and that was important because I think what people um, were showing was an affinity not just for go-go music mm-hmm. but also an affinity for the culture they feel is being lost as the city has mm-hmm. gone through some rapid Change. demographic exactly. changes in the last 20 years right. uh, so that was their way of expressing mm-hmm. expressing themselves in that regards mm-hmm. um, to keep up that same energy you could always follow the money. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy was great. It was good. But what really happened is that the people at T-Mobile saw what was going on mm-hmm. and realized that this is a uh, a market here. So mm-hmm. to bring this back to the um, financial aspect of it, mm-hmm. the financial products that people of color have mm-hmm. is large. Mm-hmm. Don't let anyone tell you that it's not. Mm-hmm. If, right. if it wasn't large, then... You know, Nike wouldn't stock Foot Locker stores, oh, you know, right. throughout the community. It's, it, it, it's, it's present. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be more strategic with how we use our energy. That yes. was a good use of energy mm-hmm. because it showed the power that we have. Mm-hmm. But we also need to strategize and use that in other facets. So yes. mm-hmm. it was go-go music that day. That's great because that is subtly an attack mm-hmm. on the culture here in D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's now redirect that to our Others. public school system. Let's right. redirect that to access to capital. Let's redirect mm-hmm. that to support for more minority women-owned businesses. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, so no, I, I 100% agree with you. I feel like sometimes we do spend a lot of our energy in some of the, not saying in the wrong areas, mm-hmm. maybe we lack it and don't put it in the other areas. Like, mm-hmm. I know you've already heard about you know the huge racial wealth divide Mm -hmm. um that we have within uh in america and uh there's a lot of talk about just different policies Mm -hmm. and a little bit of things like that that can be done to kind of fix that i don't know if you have any uh, have any recommendations or are you aware of the racial wealth divide? i I, I am and the thing that really angers me the most uh in regards to the um 
racial wealth gap and mm-hmm. income inequality as, as, a, as a whole uh, is that there's this assumption that somehow that, you know, black people did it to themselves, right? Right, um, And, it, it, you know, it, 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 we point to, and it's our generation, we point to, like, the 80s and say, well, you know, it's, you did it to yourself and mm-hmm. um, these little mm-hmm. conservative talking points right. um, that don't really have an acknowledgement for uh, redlining, for instance. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't have an acknowledgement for mm-hmm. the fact that for a large portion of this country, people built wealth mm-hmm. off you know, free it's labor. Essentially what it is. So the I think Homestead Act, all those stuff the like that. The Homestead Act, right. you know, land grant <laughs> land grant colleges oh and things gosh. like that. I mean, so yeah. we can get into we can get to that on a whole other right. set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we have to acknowledge that and then we have to in our acknowledgement have to be unafraid and backing down by by mm-hmm. saying that. Like right. redlining is a part of American history. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. What would you say mm-hmm. to that Absolutely. though? Like how would you when we see that it's going on, we see redlining is mm-hmm. going on. You don't have to be a part of the industry. You can tell this is the black side compared mm-hmm. to, oh, the sidewalks are fi- fixed on this side. How can somebody get involved, especially by being in D.C. for a decade or so? I'll say two things. I'll address the latter portion of the sidewalk first. Um, usually when it's a human nature thing, you see things like we don't have sidewalks or mm-hmm. have an issue with this. I tell you, that you tell you, and Absolutely. you tell you. Um, we never told a person who could fix it, right? Person, <laughs> yeah. uh, we had what we call a water cooler right. conversation, right? <laughs> Everyone got together and talked about the problem, right. and then we no just one. talked about the problem. <laughs> right. um, okay. That's an issue that we <laughs> have like to... Walmart, you know what I mean? Yeah. Give the other system Walmart. You're, 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 you're upset and just kind of go out and have time to deal with it. Right. right? Um, so that's the that's, that's, a, true, that's true. something that we have to kind of, you know, we have to kind of get over. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we address the wrongs that have been done in the past is a mm-hmm. very divisive topic, topic because then you start to get into conversations in regards to affirmative action. You get into conversations mm-hmm. of uh, reparations like how do you and I was always kind of like on the on the fence between that they want to come across as too progressive or radical right. but understanding <laughs> but as somebody put it to me like this and it's not necessarily an endorsement of the aforementioned but it's a good way to think about it mm-hmm. uh, imagine playing a, a game of poker right mm-hmm. for the first five hands you always lose that's the rules. You mm-hmm. will always lose. Nice. So I collect all my chips. We, mm-hmm. You always lose. Mm-hmm. Then after the first five rounds, like, oh, we're going to play fair. We're going to play fair now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you do? Right. I've stacked up five. I've stacked up right. five. You good. You I can take a loss of one right. or two losses. Of right. But I've already stacked so much. And when right. I started to, and this was put to me by somebody who was not a person of color. Mm-hmm. It was pretty amazing. Right. Um I thought about it in a different in a different way. Okay. So how do we have the redress while not trying to take away from somebody else? Mm-hmm. That's the only way yeah. that this is going to going mm-hmm. to do. Now I think there are some things that are already out there that we don't necessarily take advantage of when okay. it comes to access whatever. So um, do we press our members of Congress for HBCU funding parity? Uh, we probably don't. Um, we probably People just started paying attention mm. like that with Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the thing that popped up recently was I think with Bennett College was in the fear of losing their accreditation. Yeah. That's when people really like jump, jump to, to. I'm not saying this is the end all be all, but right. it's like yeah. little things that right. you know we kind of like we overlook sometimes right. in our own day. Like we're all busy, right. things going right. on, mm-hmm. um, not knowing exactly that there is somebody dedicated to the Department of Education, regardless of administration, mm-hmm. who's responsible for HBCUs. Mm-hmm. Right? We don't 
don't even mm. really realize. <laughs> we don't even really realize that. And it's not really advertised right. to no, us, right? right. Um, and that goes to another aspect of, like, even within, like, the African-American community, elite here and not elite. So we can get to that, mm. the divisiveness. That's a whole, and, and yeah, that's a whole yeah. other <laughs> issue. <laughs> issue, <laughs> issue, <laughs> that, issue that. He's trying, mean, to be, he's trying to come back already. <laughs> <laughs> That's a side. Right. Park, 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 park that one, but that's a another right. point. Like you know, investing in HBCUs, right. calling upon our members of Congress right. to invest in HBCUs, mm-hmm. not because like it's a quote unquote black college, but it's a land grant college. Right. Like so, Alabama A and M is a land grant college. Okay. It's HBCU, but it's a land grant college. Mm-hmm. LSU, Louisiana State University, predominantly white school. It's a land grant college. Mm-hmm. The U.S. government gave out land grants in the latter half of the 19th century. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. did this. There's no difference in that. So mm-hmm. pressing for funding for ed- educational institutions that support or primarily educate people of color mm-hmm. is a way to kind of move that forward. So that's right. one aspect of it. Two mm-hmm. aspects of it. Using our dollar that we do have, yes. going back to strategic use of that dollar. Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, we looked at the 2008 financial crisis. Mm-hmm. Right. Probably the bank that we all know got was the whipping boy essentially was Wells Fargo. We know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you. I mean, you can. We you, them, right? you we talked about it. You, I mean, you can. I mean, this is by the own admission. This is not me making this up. Yeah, no. um, so, how many people still maintain a Wells Fargo's account? Mine. I don't have one of them. Mm-hmm. Mine. mine still zero zero. But but a lot of people do, and you right. pull somebody to the right. side and say, "Name two or three um, uh, black banks," and then they'll start scratching scratching their head. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Right. Stuff that we have, it, we have available to us that we can use strategically. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying this to absolve the greater good of their own right. responsibility. There's no absolution mm-hmm. for that. Uh, but there are some things internally we can do ourselves. Right. Uh, but the follow-up also is holding our elected officials accountable mm-hmm. for some of the things that they actually have done, right? right? So are we really pressing them on ensuring that we have true, equitable schools? Mm-hmm. Why are schools why are, the, why are schools tied to tax structure of a particular neighborhood. We just kind of accept that. That's kind of like how it is. You live in a good neighborhood, we pay taxes, and you get a good school. You live in a mm-hmm. poor neighborhood, you get a poor school. That's the way the dice roll. 40 roll-over. kids in one time. <clears throat> you hit a seven, right, right. you crapped right. out. Sorry. Right, right. Right. I played the field. Right. I won. Like, right. that's, I'm sorry to use like a crap reference from the casino, but that's really, <laughs> that's pretty much what it what it is. Yeah. No, and so right. why are we not? I mean, it's a school lottery, so. Seeing, and you're still seeing, like it was, I think it was in California where there was a black neighborhood actually, you know, this happened recently where they were paying actually the highest amount in taxes on purpose for their uh, property value Mm -hmm. but they still had a really bad school system Mm -hmm. and they actually took to the like their politicians Mm -hmm. their local politicians to complain because they're like we're paying a lot more than this you know affluent white community but we're a fluent black community Mm -hmm. we're paying more than them why do we have a worse school? And then they started to press their, um, you know, their uh, local, local officials. Local officials mm-hmm. about it. I want to kind of pause there because right. I think that, um, like, I'm a, I'm a transplant. I'm a DC transplant, and mm-hmm. I, I own a home in my community. I'm one of the younger people who own a home in the community. Mm-hmm. And um, when younger people started to move in the community, mm-hmm. I don't think people knew how to access, you know, their mm-hmm. local officials. And it may sound mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, that's true. That's true. Yeah. you know, it might sound yeah. like very juvenile, and you know, those are things that you should you should know how to do. You don't do. get that in a walk home pamphlet. But yeah, not everybody gets like, oh, you know, this is how you can access 
process, you true. know. So like, that is true. Where how do people get involved? Like I know I've had mm-hmm. flyers on my, you know, and then my, we go mm-hmm. to events and mm-hmm. we know who our local congressmen are, we know who our you know chairmen mm-hmm. are for our awards, and then also but not every, background too. But not everybody, right. yeah, not mm-hmm. everybody can say that they know right. that, and I think that's a, of a larger issue too because I'm a homeowner and I don't think I would build right. a family here. I just don't think mm-hmm. it's you know that's, doesn't that's, make sense. I, that's a first thing. Over her, and I'm not trying to cut. Off. I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to cut you off, yeah. but. I agree with her. Like, literally, um, the places I have invested in, I have, like Mary said, there's no welcome home package. Yeah. You don't even know where to go. You don't know who your elected official is. You got to, like you said, you have to go ahead and do Google research. But it seems like it's so hidden mm-hmm. versus, like, everything else is kind of out in the open. Mm-hmm. But there is no place. I don't know. I, 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 I agree. Now, I have to pause here to acknowledge my own privilege with that. I'm, okay. I'm fortunate. It sounds really crazy. I'm fortunate to be like a fourth generation college student. Okay. I'm fortunate that like my mm-hmm. parents were involved, civically engaged. Okay. I'm fortunate my grandparents were like right. civically engaged. So this was always part of like the conversation. I grew up in an old school home where yeah. it was you graduate, you graduate from high school, mm-hmm. college, or the United States Air Force or get out like so, <laughs> so I, I kind of like grew up in that so I acknowledge like my privilege mm-hmm. in that regards I know the, I know where to look mm-hmm. I know okay. the type of questions to ask mm-hmm. I know who to ask and I know when someone's giving me a BS answer mm-hmm. or someone's giving me like okay well they don't want to I, I just kind of I have that like discernment in regards right. and a lot of people don't so to the, to the point you made you move into a neighborhood then one says, you know, this is X, Y, and Z. Right. I would know what to go look for, but maybe somebody else doesn't or don't have the time mm-hmm. or you have other things going on. I mean, you start to add kids and family, family. and job stuff. Mm-hmm. That stuff kind of like goes by the by the wayside. Right. There have been some proposals, I think, that have been on the table that haven't really um, taken off, and I don't okay. understand why. Um, certain states are experimenting with um, mail-in ballots. Okay. So as opposed mm-hmm. to... Um, you having to go like to your local precinct on election day to vote because that may be a bad day for you, or you may okay. have yeah, especially who, who, if you don't live if you live yeah. in one part and you work somewhere totally. Yeah, yeah, it kind of cut off. So yeah. that's been a um, I think Oregon, Colorado, and Oregon experiment with um, mail-in okay. ballots. Mm-hmm. Many states have expanded early voting. DC is one of them that has early voting right, as well. That absentee voting, where you don't mm-hmm. have to really give an excuse, so it kind of gives you an opportunity to vote. Mm-hmm. You know, on different days. Um, the DMV, think back in 1990, they passed the Motor Voter Bill, where now, okay. when you go to, that's why you go to DMV now, you can they register to vote. vote. That started okay. in the early 90s. Yeah. There are certain states that uh, put in procedures where you get automatic voter registration. Mm-hmm. So when you did move into that home, and then you do go to change your driver's license, they automatically put you on the voter roll. You automatically begin receiving information oh, as to the next election. Um, so that's a, uh, it costs money, of course, but not to you, but to like the government. Mm-hmm. And certain states, you know, or not because I, I hate to say the statement right here but we all you hear people talk about the right to vote right mm-hmm. the right to vote um, that's nowhere found in the constitution unfortunately um, voting is considered in a legal largesse a privilege, a privilege. Mm-hmm. not a right Absolutely. which is why yeah. they can mm-hmm. take away your right to vote if you're incarcerated Felons. or you're a felon yes. depending on your state which is a large or percentage you're, of the black or you're population. mentally right. considered <laughs> not of sound mind or whatever so right. okay. uh, there's some I, I support actually having a national right to vote I mean that's kind of insane to have yeah. a Republican can't participate so certain states are doing things such as that okay. because we realize that our voter engagement it's low. low. Yeah, it's definitely it's low. low. I don't think yeah. it ever reaches like, you know, 50%. So in theory, That's the people that you insane. have in elected office, not only are they your 
your elected officials, but the majority of the people didn't support them. But mm-hmm. you can even say the majority of those who registered That's, to vote mm-hmm. didn't support them. Right, wow. <laughs> Only the majority of those who came out to vote supported right. them. So you're like a subset of a subset of a subset. Mm-hmm. So how do you get more people to actually go to vote? You make it easier for them, right? Mm-hmm. You make it easier for the mail-in ballots, more early voting. Mm-hmm. Um, you but can, I mean, even on a lesser <clears throat> level, not necessarily vote like she mentioned the sidewalk, the mm-hmm. stop signs down, yeah. the you Big know the grass, is, right. you know, like certain things that are like a lower level, mm-hmm. not necessarily per se vote, because vote for some people is a lot. That's a major responsibility. Mm-hmm. But like people often complain about things like. like why ditch, is she hanging uh, out right. on the corner? Why is this big ditch in the middle the, of the street? The ditch I got a flat DC. tire. I keep getting a flat tire. You know, <laughs> right. people always have these complaints the and they yeah. pop. I'm in the car and the street lights out. Yeah. yeah. And everybody's like, who do I call? What do I do? Right. It's like, how do you figure that out? Yeah. 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 How, do how do you, you contact? contact? Who do you contact? Well, that happens in D.C. called Department of Public Works. 311, I can tell you who to call. There you go. And D.C. Pretty progressive in that regard. So we, right. we really compare it to other cities. Okay. Um, this is really a, a, a place where we call it participatory democracy. They will <laughs> nail you to the cross on certain mm, things. Okay. Where you go. So, like, where I live in North Michigan Park, older demographics, a lot of retired people, mm. you know, those people drop off leaflets in my mailbox all the time. Mailbox is legal. Putting leaflets uh, in the door, <laughs> slits, <laughs> you know, all, all the time. And they're more engaged because they come from a right. different generation. But younger people, not so mm-hmm. not so much. Right. Local government, it's they have to do a better job. And I say local government, I'm talking about local government across the board, not mm-hmm. any particular municipality. Has to do a better job yes, as I engaging agree. people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, particularly absolutely. on larger cities like New York City, D.C., uh, Los Angeles is really good mm-hmm. at it. Philadelphia is somewhat good at it. Okay. Have been great at forming community liaisons for different neighborhoods okay. to engage on certain things like Absolutely. that. And so they engage with community leaders, whoever that may be, your neighborhood commissioner or it may be uh, your precinct captain or there's something like that. So mm-hmm. you can call 311, but you also have a contact. Right. So in D.C., we have advisory neighborhood commissioners, mm-hmm. right? Okay. That's their responsibility yeah. to That's be the true. boots on the ground. We call it, when I'm working in local government, people call it a thankless job. They didn't get paid they ran yeah. for it but they but they had an enormous responsibility because mm-hmm. whenever there was a new uh restaurant they wanted to open in your neighborhood they had to get a liquor license approved mm-hmm. you want to talk about a good line of legal work <laughs> liquor licenses right <laughs> they could make or break an establishment mm-hmm. uh, or get somebody sued or put you out of business mm-hmm. right so in order to get that liquor license approved it had before it went to the alcohol beverage control board it had to go to your local advisory neighborhood commission right mm-hmm. and you yeah. talking about people who live in dupont circle or adams morgan they were aware of it <clears throat> i mean they were in it and that was across demographic lines so okay. dc's been pretty good at that mm-hmm. other municipalities not so like i don't think when you get down to like the deep south that they're very open and that's not necessarily based off like race or ethnicity that's just the culture of things okay. how, how how things are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm from the south I, I know i know how it is you know uh-huh. my dad's a pastor people think my dad's infallible i love you dad but he's not <laughs> infallible that's it's the culture of the south right mm-hmm. your leaders are infallible they believe what they believe and they get things done yeah, and right. I have my faith in them if they crash the plane I know it was for a reason if they yeah. Yeah, I got crash, it. <laughs> it's a little different when you get to you know the mid-Atlantic or the, the west coast or like that so local governments have to do have to be more engaging in that okay. um, I would press them you know to have more community liaisons right. have more community walkthroughs have so how community- would somebody like 
you know, Koya or even Mo, how would they find the community liaisons? Is it on the website? Do you go to so for DC? Yes, it is actually. Yeah, you got you got you got to go to the website, you but go. you also you still have to dig. You still do bit something right. Yeah. So, so so then it comes to the this comes to a, a greater uh, I don't know if it was issue. It comes to a greater um, uh, thought process, or right not thought process, but greater um, um, debate as to what do you want? What do you what do you think the role of government? is right okay. so you the stuff's on the website i'm not coming down for or against i feel like i feel like i'm posing a question to you all like it's my plan right? um, <laughs> i'm not trying to do that at all um the, the role of like what is it like so I, I put it on the website i have community liaisons we do community walkthroughs mm-hmm. i'm putting the information out there like right. how far does government go until you have a personal responsibility like aspect we, of it, people. right? Absolutely. And, and so, okay. so, I, so that's that's where that's where the tension mm-hmm. sometimes arises. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I worked in local government, there were some people who, you know, you they asked the question, you gave them an answer, they understood what was going on, and ran with it. Some people you could tell you had to kind of walk them, mm-hmm. walk them through a little mm-hmm. bit longer, hold their hand a little bit more. <laughs> and there were some people who had a total expectation. I remember one 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 guy called up a, a, a council member's office. I didn't work in his council member's office. But I happened to be there, and somebody <laughs> called. It was around the holiday season, and he asked this uh, asked this, this person, um, <laughs> uh, "What are you all doing for a toy giveaway?" Okay, all right. Um, guy directed them to the website, okay. and um, he said, "What does the website?" Say he says, "Well, you all do legislation." He said, "Yes, we're not Santa Claus." I hung the phone up. Oh. Now, now he should not have engaged. <laughs> now he should not have engaged that person like that. However, it went to the greater point. What are our expectations? <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. It's, it's really not funny. But it's not funny. But, but what are the expectations or what is the actual role of government? And sometimes when that meets, people have less people have less sympathy for the poor, less sympathy for the marginalized, right? Okay. Because I had the ability to go to the website. You know, that means you should have the ability to go to the website, right? So I took off of work, you know, to go to school to raise hell. You should take Mm -hmm. off of work Mm -hmm. for school to raise hell. Make time if it's important, right? Um, Not take into account that I have a salary job. I can kind of, I don't say I take off when I want to, but. That's kind of what you're saying, but. If I tell my boss I got to do X, Y, and Z, I got to leave early, he's going to say, okay, all right, you get it. I'm working around professional people, right? Right. Um, If you're working at. McDonald's, they gonna tell you find somebody to cover your shift. Right. <laughs> that's just that's just the nature absolutely. of what that's the nature of what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those hourly. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So that's where that's where that tension tension me, and you have to ask the question. I guess whether you want the rule of government to be a certain way, or do you want to change the way our um, labor system actually works? Oh, right, Chris. I mean, that, that was a beautiful <laughs> answer. Listen, no, you're you're absolutely right. I think there definitely has to be a space, you know, where you know local officials and mm-hmm. even ourselves, we have to take that uh, responsibility. Just wanted to shift gears real quickly because you on here on your resume, you know, or your bio, sorry, you talk about how you were able to reauthorize the Dream Act in 2012. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us? Well, a explain to people what that is and tell us a little bit, just a little bit more about that. Seems right, <laughs> it's about, it's, yeah, it's like seven, eight years ago. Oh, um, back 2012. So I can mm-hmm. actually walk walk through exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, this was back. 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. uh, this was during a time when President Obama uh, was in office. A lot of talk about uh, these people called dreamers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the, and Dream Act is deferred um, deferred action. Uh, so individuals who were um, 
their parents brought them here. So they're undocumented, uh, but they're in high school. Um, and under federal law, even if somebody's undocumented, public school system still has to accept them. Okay. Right, uh, regardless of your citizenship status. Mm-hmm. And, and I worked on something else with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you had a lot of uh, dreamers graduating mm-hmm. from high school. And in certain states, Maryland was one of them, uh, started to open up their public universities to undocumented immigrants as well and give them tuition and give them in-state tuition, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're getting treated as though you were a Maryland citizen or Maryland West. So you could go to Maryland College Park or Lord forbid, Frostburg State or something of that right. nature. Um, no offense to Frostburg State. Um, so uh, you had, so you, so you had, so you had, so you had, so you had that going on. Um, and but the problem was that even though they're able to access the education, they were still undocumented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what this, what the Dream Act was uh, essentially supposed to do was give them deferred action, give them the opportunity to get through high school, get through college. You stay, you don't commit any felonies. Mm-hmm. Anything of that nature, uh, and then you would get not amnesty, but you would get permanent residency. Okay, and that's okay. in a, that's in a short in a short. This is yeah. not steps, but that's in a short. What was going on? Okay. Um, so I mean, talk about his deferred action. What happened after twenty ten the midterm elections? The Republicans mm-hmm. took over both houses, both houses of Congress. That went kaput. So President Obama had to do it through executive order. Okay. So we were calling on Congress. We were the first state legislative state first legislative body to actually call on Congress right. to pass the Dream Act, uh, which would be the catalyst to immigration reform. Okay. They right. they still are debating the Dream Act. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And you said you had minded. So DC, staffer, right? DC was the first state to actually um, to actually uh, send something to Congress mm-hmm. to them pass it. DC had done a number of things, such as um, I worked on a piece of legislation um, to give um, drivers licenses and identification cards to undocumented uh, mm. immigrants. We were the first one of the first jurisdictions to do it. I think New Mexico was first. That would make sense. New Mexico was first, and then Washington was um, second. Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> and we modeled our legislation as a combination of New Mexico and and Washington. Washington did it because people came back and forth between um, British Columbia, Canada yeah. and Washington and New Mexico okay. because a lot of people came back and forth between the city of Suarez and, and uh, New Mexico. Yeah. It's just com- <laughs> it's, it's basic basic commerce. Uh, so we. Passed legislation to give undocumented immigrants um, mm-hmm. licensing. I think we were the third jurisdiction to do so, uh, and I worked on that particular uh, legislation as well. Mm-hmm. But people would ask me <clears throat> why I would do that. I mean, it was my council member working with another council member who represented a place with a lot of large Salvadorans and undocumented immigrants up there um, in Mount Pleasant in Columbia Heights. Okay. Uh, okay. And uh, I was like, well, it's important to do it. Uh, and there's always been this underlying tension between <clears throat> Latino community and mm-hmm. African American community. And I believe that's just appropriate, uh, just permeated by like media stuff. I don't think that really um, that exists as really when you think about it. Okay. Um, there's always a natural competition amongst anybody. You know, mm-hmm. I'm applying for a job, you're applying for a job. I hope I get it. Mm-hmm. I hope you right. Right. Not because, yeah. not because exactly. you marry, I just I want to get paid. That's right. why. So I, I think a lot of that tension is just put forward like in the media, mm-hmm. doing things of that nature. There's so much in common. I think it was an important alliance between people of color and uh, those in the Latino community and showing support in that regards. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what are your plans? So you're almost done at, uh, with law school. What are your plans? I feel like, Christmas, you should, you know, you should be putting something together. <laughs> Young professionals, you know, and just powerhousing it through in terms of connecting, uh, you know, our local officials with just, you know, the regular Slow Joe Mo's in the world that's Especially trying to figure out how to connect. Up. Yeah, how do wow. we how do we stay engaged? How do we connect between you know, exactly, you you know so the, the world? You know, 
our regular everyday lives and you know the local fishers world like i feel like you should be doing something like that something just fyi I gotta get out of law school next May. I gotta get out of law school. I gotta get out of law school next May. Then after that, I have to pass the bar. Oh, you're gonna pick the bar. I'm gonna take the bar and pass the bar. Sorry, I'm definitely gonna look. If I don't pass the bar, a lot of bad things could happen. Or some things may not happen. Who knows? But what I'm told. All right. All right. But no, I mean those things are in the works. But I've always because of civic engagement from my background, my family's background. Mm-hmm. I've always thought on public service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even in the job that I do right now, as private sector sort of kind of, but even that's engaging with mm-hmm. like government. Mm-hmm. Um, I always feel I feel comfortable when I'm working with government stuff or mm-hmm. doing right. things of that nature. Uh, so public service of some sort. Okay, uh, what that is at this particular moment. I don't know. <laughs> Not because there's a lack of plans, but I'm exploring right. exploring options and seeing what's out there and mm-hmm. connecting with people uh, and seeing what I can merge uh, my passion for local government with also um, making money for making money at the same time mm-hmm. uh, and ensuring that we have a good economy with good jobs that employs people, uh, particularly those who have been unemployed for a long mm-hmm. time. Um, have some wealth creation. Also, governments operating in an efficient and effective manner, not leaving people behind. Okay. Hmm. So if you create your ideal like position, you, know, <clears throat> you can go after the ideal. What would it be? Yes. Ideal position. President. <laughs> ideal position. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 if I if I could go to sleep tomorrow. If I go to sleep tonight, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go to sleep tomorrow. Futuristic. If I can go to sleep, <laughs> go to sleep tonight, and wake up tomorrow and mm-hmm. and and do anything, right? I mm-hmm. would be a United States senator. Okay. If I, okay. If, I, if I can okay. wake up tomorrow and okay. do anything. Okay. So, um, Will we all look up? No, I'm putting you in spot. Yeah, but, but in the meantime, that's not right. going to happen. I'm not going to go to sleep tomorrow and wake up right, right, right. tomorrow. Not because it's not possible. Okay. It's not possible. The election is not tomorrow. Right. Uh, so it's going to be impossible <laughs> to do that. Yeah. However, in a lead up to that, um, continued uh, engagement um, in the community. Uh, continue to engage. And how do you engage in the community? How do you give back? Right. Oh, so, so one of the things I'm really passionate about is serving on uh, two boards. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, one Global Scholars Foundation. Right. So that is a um, a nonprofit here in DC. Okay. Uh, which <clears throat> basic is actually housed out of the um, A Street Development Corporation. Okay. On Street Northeast. Um, they're responsible for getting more DCPS students to travel abroad. So with all the quote with all the stuff I with all the stuff about like background, right? I didn't leave the country until I was twenty six years old. I didn't get a passport until I was twenty one. I mean, okay. despite the fact my family was like somewhat civic engaged, mm-hmm. they still southern by nature. You know, boy, what you got? We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> yes. What you got to go on the country? We can't the beach. Right. Yeah. They might not let us back in. Yeah, we, <laughs> Get back here somewhere. Exactly. I, went to, I, went, I went to California to see some family members. That was supposed to be the best thing ever in life. Yeah. Uh, so I had I didn't mm. leave the country until I was 26 and had an opportunity to actually uh, work in, uh, for a council member to travel to China through an uh, exchange program, through nice. a sister city program between D.C. and Beijing. Oh, nice. um, so Global Scholars right. Foundation uh, works with DCPS students mm-hmm. um, to get them more culturally aware mm-hmm. and to travel abroad to, 
the kids have gone to South America, so they've gone to Africa, so they've gone to China, because it's important for our kids to really mm-hmm. have, become more culturally aware, have an yes. international experience, yes. and see things from a different perspective. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. and, 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 and I was educated with a master's degree and went to China and was blown Mind away. Blown. <laughs> Everything they had told me about China was you know, about 70% false. Absolutely. So that's what that foundation works. That's really good. So I served on the board of Global Scouts Foundation. Uh, we had a gala back in September. We raised mm-hmm. a lot of money uh, to continue to send them. Uh, actually, that's before I met you after that gala. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, not there, but y'all showed up uh, right after. Um, so, um, they raised money to send the kids, uh, right. you know, right. uh, fun things for passports. Okay. Um, travel expenses because they come that's from a really lot of lower good. income uh, communities. So that's I mean, okay. the passport. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, they're, they're, I just give a new one, and I was tipped. I did not want to do it. They're not. So uh, and a lot goes into like getting the documents, birth certificate. Right. So it's, 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 it's and even then, after you get the passport, certain places you need visas, yeah. and those aren't Basically, cheap. Right. Yeah. So exactly. and they need information from that. Board. Absolutely. So that was that's one that's one of my engagements serving on the board. I'm passionate about the second one is National Black Law Students Association, which I'm a board member. I'm National Attorney General for. That particular organization, um, so that's a conglomerate of all of the black law students from different law schools mm-hmm. across the nation. We have our convention um, every um, every February, March, depending on the mm-hmm. calendar year or mm-hmm. the, right. the lunar cycle, or whatever dictates when that's actually going to happen. Uh, but they're very engaged in the mm-hmm. community, ensuring that um, the next group of black lawyers um, they're conscious of what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, subsequently, uh, mentor a number of individuals as well. I think it's very important when you're in a private sector that when you have interns that come particularly uh, african-american males it's people you can look up to right mm-hmm. and you uh, stay in touch yes. with them uh, so one of the worst things people people can do is um that you could do for that you could not do for somebody right. is again talk about the problem mm-hmm. and not you know yes. be about the solution okay, right yes. um yes. so yes. oh man they don't never hire people that look like us and then you mm-hmm. get in position to hire people and, and you don't do it you don't, you don't hire you know how we are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even look for it right you know, um, exactly. so, so you forgot so, so, and it's not I a, so, that? No. <laughs> exactly so that's, that's one so of the things I've been actually a number of people that I've worked with um, started off as either apprentice, apprentice or interns mm-hmm. I actually spearheaded a um, a pilot project at my job a couple okay. of years ago um, to hire hire someone, a recent college graduate, mm-hmm. um, to hire them for nine months. They would rotate through different departments at mm-hmm. my job. And then after that, they would actually either have a job where um, I worked in, or we would work with our contact to get them somewhere else. Right. Hmm. So this wasn't just like free labor for six months, right? This was like you're getting paid, you're getting different experiences. So, right. uh, I spearheaded that. Uh, the first person was a success. His name is Caleb Ross. We did it again with someone else. And that person right now, and Caleb's at a hotel. He's prospering. Another person we did it with came by um, for a week-long apprentice mm-hmm. program. Hired them on the spot when they graduated from GW. Now they're in Los Angeles as an event planner. Uh, so it's working for things nice. uh, such as that. It's putting really people good. in a position and paying it forward. 
Okay. Now that's good, Christmas. You know what? We need to know where we can follow you at, and you know, <laughs> you know, follow you on your journey, see where you end up. Um, what we think you're doing, you're doing great things in the community, and we. This is what we're here. This is what the uh, podcast is all about. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, IG page is Sebastian Gordon Three. Sebastian. <laughs> that's a mouthful. <laughs> it is a mouthful because somebody took my first name off Instagram. I don't know who. Well, the number of people in Cameroon and Ghana who have my first name. Oh. Um, so. Uh, they have, wow. so, um, actually was Someone in the Uber. Has I was in the Uber with a guy. The guy was in camera. He called his brother. His brother's name was Christmas. I couldn't believe it, but wow. it was true. Uh, so my first name was taken. Uh, so Sebastian Gordon three because Sebastian Sebastian's my middle Gordon. name. Gordon's my last name and three because three. I'm the third. Wow. Um, you can follow me on IG or link with me on Facebook. Christmas Gordon the third or anything of that nature. Uh, website for our work is www.washington.org. A okay. uh, number That's of great easy. things going on. Uh, a <laughs> number of great things going on in D.C. Anybody in D.C., you can uh, find me there on the website. And, uh, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can hook you up. Uh, okay. so, uh, once again, thanks for having me uh, on your yes. podcast. I definitely appreciate the opportunity yeah, to um, express coming. myself on, on a myriad of topics, mm-hmm. um, covering uh, politics and entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. wealth creation, uh, mm-hmm. income inequality, and right. most important, not just talking about it. But being about a solution and moving forward with things that are very uh, effective and efficient. Yes, all right. Christmas, listen, listen. We need help with canvassing. Exactly. We're gonna bring him back, guys. No worries, because he he's dropping a lot of gems, and I feel like these are conversations we need to have. And I'm just I'm excited that you came. Thank you so mm-hmm. much, Christmas. Yeah. And you know what? Thank you for tuning in, guys, and thank you, Christmas, for joining us. And stay tuned for more Young Black. And I invest. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us today on the Young, Black, and I Invest show. Always remember, economic stability is a necessary part of freedom. Inequality crushes economic growth. A people cannot exist freely without it. So peace, love, and equality. Until next time, people. We will say-